Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. <laughs> All right. So, um, so this year, 2017, <clears throat> thanks to Casey, as a group, we have decided to focus on the practice of the heavenly abodes, the Brahma Viharas. And um, there's a recording and a website, and we're focusing our talks on that. And it's probably a very good year to talk about divine abodes, heavenly abodes. And so included in that is um, loving kindness, practice of metta, karuna, compassion, practices of compassion, mudita, joy, and equanimity, upekka. And I think based on the way things are going, we're going to need a lot of that, right? So um, very timely, and today I thought um, I would focus on the practice of metta and karuna, loving kindness and compassion, but focusing on um, how we set the intention to practice with loving kindness and compassion. How do we get that wheel in motion? And um, wise intention or right intention is part of the Eightfold Path in Buddhism. And so hopefully um, we'll explore right intention wise intention this morning. Of course, you never know. I never know. <laughs> so, um, the whole point of talking about this is really to say our birthright, who we are, is loving kindness and compassion. That's who we are, truly. Every single one of us. It's not like we have to get it. We just have to be able to see with mindfulness what gets in the way of who we are. So there is nothing to get, right? There's absolutely nothing. It's only to know with kindness what obstructs what's already there. Um, and one of the ways we know what obstructs, what gets in the way of what's there is with wise intention, this intending to watch with mindfulness our thoughts and where we're going. Um, another way of saying it is harmonious orientation or right resolve to see which way the mind is leaning and to pause there with mindfulness and see if we need to pull the mind in another direction. And if your mind is like my mind, I do a lot of pulling in other directions. Uh, so, um, so what is right intention in Buddhism? And it's this determination, this vow, or this willingness to take a pause and see where we're going in terms of desire, right? So we want to move from 
excessive desire or over-desire to non-desire, from ill-will to non-ill-will, and to no harm or cruelty to non-harm, and not, not harming no cruelty. And right intention is that shift of the mind, resetting the mind every time to move in the other direction. Um, and the way we cultivate that is through our practice, and it's, it's not easy, it's subtle, and it's complicated in some ways. It's easy and it's complicated, right? It's difficult and it's easy. It's all those things. So um, I want to focus on ill will a little bit because I think that um, ill will is um, aversion, right? I don't like it, anger, hatred, all that stuff. It's, we swim in that soup. It's with us. We're always swimming in it. And it's not always easy to uproot. Um, and I could say, you know, with my sister here, which is so fun, um, that we come from a family where there's a lot of ill will in the soup, right? You know, we had a lot of um, cruelty that would happen in the form of joking. And our family, they were very funny, and we'd laugh a lot, but it was kind of cruel, <laughs> right? And there was always in our family, and your family may have had this too, um, there was always somebody was n not doing something right and you weren't going to talk to them. So there was always a little war in our family, like somebody was on the out, you wouldn't invite them to an event and they wouldn't invite you. Or you would not go to an event and then you could all talk about the person that was out. Right? Am I ringing a bell here? Did you have that in your family? You know, everybody would talk about the one family member that was wrong or creating some trouble. So. Um, we live in the soup, in the culture of ill will, right? And then there's the um, cultural ill will. That country is no good, that race is no good, the ill will of class, or gender, or sexual orientation, um, <coughs> prejudice. So we swim in this soup. It's hard to uproot. We have to have a lot of uh, compassion for how hard it is to uproot. But it's worth doing. Anything, um, anything worthwhile is hard-earned. And the absence of ill will you can feel. Yesterday, um, a lot of us went to the march. <laughs> kind of sloppily, we tried to meet, we didn't meet, we couldn't find each other, but we went. And um, So not to talk about this in a political way, but to talk about it as an experience. And um, sometimes I learn Buddhism just from watching and listening and looking. Not from reading and not from thinking, but just letting the world teach me those principles. They unfold. If you're looking, they're there, right? And um, we, in the morning we left the house at about 7, got to the subway station soon thereafter. Although it's not called a subway in California. In New York, it's called a subway. And we're still 
speak New York a little bit. <laughs> Got to the train. And uh, we're on the platform, seven something in the morning. It's crowded. And um, we pile into the train. And it's full as full could be. And the next stop, more people pile into the train. And then more and more. And in this particular car of the train, the people decided that no matter how full that train got, they were going to let more people in. They were just going to pack further. It was a group decision. Nobody took a vote. It just happened that way. And um, I personally have a claustrophobia problem. <laughs> Does anybody else have that? You know, yes, if you, I mean, really, my, my body mind does not like tight spaces. And I don't really love people in my personal, you know, right? So this is not my favorite thing, uh, for sure. And I have never been that packed in, really. And I've been in crowded subway cars, but this one was, what my point being is when you talk about ill will, non-harming, non-greed, right, generosity, kindness, compassion, um, just watching that display unfold in that train car of how everybody's heart was open to everybody in there. You could feel it. The field of love was created in that car. And it did not matter that we could barely breathe and we were up against each other and we were going to stand like that for a while with the train stopping and going and stopping and going. The love was palpable and healing in of itself. And that's what the Buddha was talking about when he said practice loving kindness, practice compassion. We create the field when we do it in a community with each other so it's worth doing. <coughs> um, and I'm standing up against the train car like this, you know, with a person next to me who's holding a baby that whole way, and another elderly lady who had been traveling on the train an hour or two before that from another further part out of the city. And we're all together, just scrunched like this, sharing this sweetness of our intention to care about others, our world, the globe, the environment, you know, our country, in whatever way we care. These are the divine abodes. It's an open heart. And when a couple people get together like a train car, that energy is the sweetest thing on earth. It was a beautiful train ride. <coughs> every bit of it. So this is the teaching of Buddhism is that we can live in that place, right? We can live there, but it requires practice, right? It requires community. It requires support. It requires dedication. And I will say one thing we know about an open heart is that Hearts also close. They don't stay open, right? When the heart opens, the heart closes. This is the nature of being human. We, we're open, we contract, right? Um, you always, have you heard that saying, I take two steps forward and one step back? 
Has anybody taken two steps forward and one step back? <laughs> Raise your hand. No. <laughs> right, right, right. So this is the nature of being human, right? And what I want to say about that is that the complexity of ill will, right, is that when the heart is so open, it's going to close, that you have compassion for that point of when the heart closes when you took two steps back, right? That's where we explore with mindfulness the ill will towards our own contraction, the ill will towards our own suffering, or our just lack, right? That's where the compassion practice has to go as well. Or else we're just pouring pink paint on everything. Oh, this is going to be nice. I'm going to be loving. You're not always going to be able to be loving. It's impossible. Well, maybe for those enlightened saints it's possible. But for, for the rest of us, you know, it's not going to be possible and improbable. And so um, wise intention is the intention to not have ill will against yourself when you don't have compa compassion or kindness. You get it? Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, my friend, one of my friends, um, we were at work one day, and um, the whole um, place is on the mindfulness craze, like many places are, right? Where this is a new hot fad and a wonderful old practice, it's both. And everybody's trying to practice mindfulness and talk about it and be more mindful and kind and loving. And he just turned to me. It was so sweet. And he looked at me and he said, you know, I'm getting tired of mindfulness now. I want to complain. <laughs> <laughs> I want to gripe and I want to stomp my feet and I, I do not want to be mindful. Uh, I want to be unmindful right now and, and just be snarky for a while. And I laughed and I said, that's mindful. Yeah. Right? That's mindful. And if you could meet that with an open heart, that's your practice. Right? Or else, you know, I might as well just stick this plastic smile on my face and love everybody, <laughs> right? It's not going to work. <laughs> so let's do an exercise for a moment. I don't know how this will go, but I think it's interesting. So I want you to close your eyes and imagine a time where you experienced ill will against someone. Don't pick the worst person in your life. Okay, don't pick like Hitler right now, okay? Or just pick something in the middle. <laughs> you never said that. Okay. So pick somebody, you know, on the scale, on the, you know, a mild dislike, okay, or a moderate if you want to challenge yourself, not severe. And I want you to imagine that person that you have this ill will towards. And just notice as you're contemplating this person and you're imagining your ill will, see what it feels
feels like in your body? What are the sensations in your body? Now I want you to imagine that you acted out on your ill will. You said or did something that was kind of negative. And see how that feels in your body. I want you to notice if there's ill will, what it feels like to experience the ill will in your body, the potential action, but now experience how you feel about yourself. And is there any ill will there? ready, you can slowly open your eyes. So, so we'll share on that. But I want to make a point. This is what the Buddhist teachings point to, is to be aware of what it feels like inside. And who would like to share? What did your body feel like? You don't have to share what your ill will was, but you just, what did your body feel like? Say a couple of... Constricted. Yeah. Constricted. What else? Jumping out, so constricting and then latching out. Like yes. The alien that popped out. Yeah, the alien <laughs> popped out. <laughs> I know that one. Yeah. What else? Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Agitated. Agitated. Reduced breath. Reduced breath. Heavy. Heavy. Hot. Hot. Loud. What is it? Loud. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anybody else? Anybody have muscle tension? Mm -hmm. My back felt crooked. crooked. Back felt crooked. My head and throat felt constricting. Like yes. Shrinking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anybody feel their shoulders and heart? Anybody see feel a shield go up? Like a like a yeah. So let's ask you. Did it feel good? No. No. Is it would it be Easy or hard to practice mindfulness and concentration and loving con from that place? Would that be easy or hard? Mm. What about wise action, skillful action? Hard, easy? Hard. What about um, operating from wisdom? Hard, easy? Hard. This is what the Buddha taught. Look at where your mind is for your practice for the actions you take and for the way you treat other people. Pretty wise guy, right? Not that easy, but as a group we have, we have a field of practice with all of us to practice, right? So, um, let me look at the time so I know. Uh, so interesting, huh? Interesting, did anybody feel ill will towards their ill will? Yes. Easy to throw that second arrow. Does that make it worse or does that make it better? Worse. Worse. Okay. So this is the complexity of looking at ill will, right? When they say uproot, you gotta, you know, we're like an old. I'm like an old tree, right? I gotta dig deep to uproot, and it's worth it.
because what you get in the non-ill will, the non-harming and that non-greediness desire, what you get is a taste of freedom. Calm, ease, a field in which to practice in, equanimity, right? a field in which to practice in that's much easier to practice. And we get to practice that individually and together. Um, And what keeps me motivated, I must say, is that feeling on the train. We're all smushed up and loving each other anyway. Uncomfortable, hot, and we we were joking about how we were glad the doors opened on the train so we could get a little oxygen, (laughs) right? um, But we, we were there for each other. Right. We get gave up a little bit of our own needs, our own desire to be comfortable just to be with everybody and have everybody else be comfortable to get there. So I want to talk a little bit about um, how we can practice this and then we'll stop. Oh, I'll say one other thing that I learned this week. This is kind of painful, right? A painful moment, but if we're not real, right? We can't. We got to be able to go to the painful moment about ill will and wise intention. I was sitting with um, two friends, and um, they were they're um, African American friends, and um, we were just laughing and joking around and talking about news and stuff, and I. I made a comment about um, my son skipping classes to protest, and I thought, well, this is a very expensive protest for me. You know, I was just joking, like, I'm not sure about that. But anyway, I was joking, and, and they said, um, they stopped, and they both looked at me, and they said, um, it was a quiet moment. There was this pause. You know, it was very quiet, and their face, both of them, very solemn, and they said, well, we know they hate us. That was the feeling. We know that. Right? And I think you pause, and there's a reason why people feel that way about some of the politics that are happening now and some of the people there. Um, but we choose to love anyway. And, um, you know, that struck me. It was just like this little moment of like when things get hard. Um, or you don't feel cared for and you don't feel loved and you feel vulnerable. Most of us, we shield and we close our heart. Or sometimes we hate back or we act out back, right? It's a decision, wise intention to say, I'm going to love anyway. That's a big thing. That's not little, right? That's not little at all. It's a huge lesson. And you just caught that moment, right, of, wow. And you may have experienced that, where you felt attacked or vulnerable or hurt in some way, and you chose not to react, and you chose to keep your heart open and love. I see a couple of nods. We've all had those moments, right? That's, a, that's an insight. That's a great... Um, teaching 
right there. So, um, so wise intention. I intend to practice loving kindness, whether I practice the phrases or the feeling of loving kindness. I intend to practice compassion, and we use the phrases, and I'll read a few, we'll do a few. And there are ways in which we can drop into that. Um, momentary, you know, you can just stop and inquire, what's at the root of this thought? Does it arise from greed, ill will, delusion? Or does it arise from generosity, love, a right view? Right? How does it, what's at the root? Or you can take an activity with people and intend to practice loving kindness and compassion no matter what happens. And um, I've done that at meetings that I think are not going my way. <laughs> where I'm not going to get my way, right? It, it's an interesting experience. Or people that are difficult to work with. I intend to hold everyone in loving kindness and compassion. I'm setting my intention to come from loving kindness and compassion, even when it's difficult. And another way is just reflecting on the intentions in our life. Right? To identify um, what your life value is, and to reflect on that. So there are many ways that we can practice loving kindness and compassion, and when you can't. Be kind, and don't create ill will for yourself, because hearts close. They open and they close, and when we're challenged, they will close. So if you're feeling challenged, practice compassion, self-compassion. And another thing I learned yesterday about right intention and compassion and loving kindness. So many lessons everywhere. So we were, we, were, um, we were all supposed to meet at this one place. And uh, we, we picked the densest part of the city. <laughs> you couldn't get anywhere. It was wall-to-wall -wall people. I mean, it was like so packed. I think our group was, I think Adrian and I were maybe um, a half a block away and we could not get to each other. And the phones weren't working. It was really kind of fun. And uh, more wall-to-wall -wall people. And um, we um, thought we were going to march to City Hall from Pershing Square. But what we realized was that um, we couldn't march because there were too many people. The streets were filled. And it took a while for the crowd to get to conceptualize that you had to go in the opposite direction, walk backwards to walk forward. Um, right intention, the beauty of just the crowd figuring it out together, well, it was really cool. But anyway, there, we were standing there thinking we were going to move for about 15 or 20 minutes, packed together, and the claustrophobic part of me was not loving it. But we were next to uh, this samba group. They were all in white and they all had drums and musical instruments, and they started playing. And we started dancing instead of walking. And we all danced together. And I thought, oh, OK, when ill will happens, right, or times get tough, things get hard, which they will, right? They're going to, more or less. You can dance. 
right? You could practice a little joy, move your body, and do the samba. <laughs> right? And do it with a partner. Do it with a group. And dance your heart. A great lesson from yesterday, right? Dance with the difficulty. It's a great way to work with loving kindness, compassion, and open heart. I'm going to dance with it. I think we have a Samba teacher here, right? Yeah. Well, Samba's not my specialty, but a lot of partner dancing. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's a, thank you for sharing that. It's beautiful. All right. So we're going to do a little compassion practice for those of you who are new. Sometimes we practice mm -hmm. phrases, and then we try to embody it and feel it in our, in our hearts, and we repeat the phrases silently together. So just a minute or two, so for the new folks and for us, we'll silently repeat the phrases, and then um, we'll share. Okay? How's that? And I'm going to use the phrases from um, Christina Feldman's book on compassion. So silently taking a moment to repeat the phrases and feeling it in your body and heart. I'm sending this to everyone in this room. May we find healing. May we find stillness within change. May we find the acceptance that allows us to be present in this body. May we find openness of heart. and getting a little more personal here. May I find healing. May I find peace in the midst of change. May I find the acceptance <coughs> that allows me to be present in this body in difficult times, in easy times. May my body be at peace. May I find openness of heart. And may all beings find openness of heart, peace, 
and ease. Just listen to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.